If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present Ball in his hands, game on the line Friday, no, tipped up by Nance, at the horn Hardwood takeaways It's Lillard, he got the shot off Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can find me on the Twitter at Bogman Sports. Boy, did we have a packed, packed weekend. Let's jump right in. I always go through the two win teams, the one win teams, the teams that split, one loss, two losses in order. So the teams with two wins, we start with the Bucks. 123-102 over the Knicks. It was the third triple-double for GA, 22-11-10 with two steals, two three-pointers for him. And Budenholzer said, Luckily, we've got a group that is very professional, very motivated. I think they take their work seriously. 
They take the routine, the process seriously, and I think it reflected coming off a big win and coming out and playing the way we did in the first quarter. And they led 37 to 23 after the first quarter, and that game was pretty much it. Uh, they also beat the Pacers 117 to 89. The record now is 27 and 4. They out rebounded the Pacers 61 to 48. That was their third win in a row. They outscored the Pacers 58 to 34 in the second half, and it was another huge GA game, of course. 18, 19, and 9. Uh, two blocks, two steals in that one for him as well. The Raptors, two wins. Uh, I mean, one of them was unbelievably impressive. They're 21 and eight now, 122 to 118 versus Washington. They had no Siakam, Gasol, or Powell. Uh, Fred Van Vliet in a Baca started for the first time this year. And this was also Fred Van Vliet's first game back after missing five games. And he said, Surge is a starter. Uh, He took the sacrifice to come off the bench for the betterment of our team, but he's still a starting caliber, big in this league, and a very good one at that. Uh, And Lowry said he's feeling good about himself. We just need him to play at that level. He had a huge game here, 23-10 with an assist, three blocks. He was 7 of 10. He had two triples. So just a great game against Washington as they uh, squeaked it out against uh, for the Raptors against Washington, 122-118. And then they won 110-107 versus Dallas. Looks like an exciting game, right? You have no idea. They came back. From a 30-point deficit in this game, it's the most, it's the biggest comeback in a decade in the NBA, and it's the biggest one in franchise history for the Raptors. Lowry scored 20 points in the fourth quarter of this game, and um, uh, Boucher said, I'm definitely going to watch that game again just to see how exciting this game was, how the fans helped us so much. It was the fifth straight win for Toronto. Uh, the Raptors only had four threes in the first three quarters, and they had six in the fourth, and they won the fourth 47-21. to Just an unbelievable comeback and a huge, huge choke job. I mean, Rick Carlisle was basically speechless after the game. He was talking in short burst sentences. It was very strange to see. But a huge, huge comeback and uh, the biggest one in a decade. So it'll be the biggest one of this decade unless someone in the next, you know, nine days here comes back and wins eight days, I guess, as you're listening to this. Uh, The Celtics also won two games, 114 and 93 versus Detroit and 119 93 over the Hornets. They are 20 and seven now in the game against Detroit. Tatum and Brown, 26 points apiece and Brad Stevens said there's a lot of versatility uh, in scoring with these two. They can both put it on the ground. They can both get to the rim. They're both aggressive. They were really good tonight. It, was, it wasn't it was Kemba's night, but everyone on our team contributed uh, contributed to winning. Kemba was 0 for 6. He had 2 points, 3 boards, 11 assists, though. A steal on a block and a career-high 18 points for rookie Grant Williams. Uh, 18 rebounds for Cantor. And Taco Fall got his first uh, minutes at home and... Uh, the crowd just went absolutely crazy to see Taco fall. Everyone excited about that kid. Uh, the game against Charlotte, uh, they outshot the Hornets 52 to 40 percent, out rebounded them 57 to 27. Tatum scored 22 of his career high 39 in the fourth. He and Brad Stevens says, "I was really happy our team uh, with our team for finding him." As he got hot, they were locked into him. Uh, and Tatum said, I just try to stay aggressive no matter what. I feel like we've done a good job with finding different guys, just trying to continue uh, to make the right play, uh, and, but find the guy that gets hot. And he had 39 points, 12 boards, two assists, 
a steal, three blocks, and he was 15 of 29. The Nuggets also won two games this weekend, 109-100 over the Wolves, 128-104 over the Lakers, bringing their record to 19-8. and It was a fifth triple-double for Jokic, 22-10-10 uh, and 10 against the Wolves, and a big Jamal Murray game, uh, 28.6 boards, five assists, three steals, and three three-pointers. And uh, what he said about Jamal Murray is sometimes he was uh, he has a wide-open shot and he just takes a stupid shot and he makes it. Uh, he's a talented player. He can make every shot, especially inside the three-point line. And that uh, gave them a five-game win streak. Uh, but all of the, the games were under 500 teams. Then they played the Lakers and beat them 128-104. to In L.A., they outscored the Lakers by 22 in the second half. They opened the fourth quarter on a 17-7 run. And this was a huge team game, but they really took advantage of the fact that LeBron James didn't play with a thoracic injury. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the Lakers. But there isn't much more to say. He just this was the first game he's missed this year. Uh, and he heard he heard it, I believe, on Thursday against the Pacers. So uh, Nuggets 2-0 this weekend as well. The Thunder also won two games, uh, 126-108 versus the Suns and 118 118- 112 versus the Clippers. They are 15 and 14 now. They outshot the Suns 56 to 44 percent, a career high 32 points for Shay uh, Gilgis Alexander. And he said the shots just went in today. Honestly, I get those shots a lot of nights, and they went in tonight. But that's just a testament to the work I put in every day, and I trust it, and it worked out for me. Uh, he said, it's just a good experience for me. Not a lot of young guys get to play as much as I do, and the times I do it, I'm blessed and fortunate to be in the position. I'm trying to take full advantage of it. Uh, three straight wins after that game against the Suns for the Thunder, and eight in their last 11, so let's make it four straight and nine of the last 12 against the Clippers. Um SGA, another 32 points against the Clippers. A uh, big play with about five and a half left to go was uh, Harold drew a foul and knocked down a shot. So it looked like he was going to go for the hoop and the harm. And um, Donovan challenged it and won. And after that, Adams had a steal and a layup. I made it 110-106 with about a buck 19 to play in the Thunder's favor. And they just traded baskets till the end. And Gallo didn't play in that one with an ankle entry. And I believe, yeah, the last team to go 2-0 on the weekend was the Blazers, 118-103 versus the Magic, and 113-106 against the Timberwolves. They are 14-16 and now. Third and fourth straight wins here. Uh, they outshot the Magic 50 50- to 36%. It was real bad for the Magic. 36, 3, 6, and a steal with seven three pointers for Damian Lillard in that game against the Magic. And Lillard said, It feels good for the uh for the game to feel like we're supposed to win. When it gets down the stretch, whether it's a tough game or whatever is happening, it feels like we're going to pull this out. Not like, all right, how is this gonna go? It feels like we're rolling. It's not like crazy things are happening for us to win. And they led by 18 points going into the fourth quarter in that one. So it was pretty much over going in. The game against the Wolves was a huge white side game. Uh, He had 16 points, 22 boards, two assists, a steal, and seven blocks. He said, uh, when you see games like this, the Golden State game, stuff like that, it's almost like it's obvious when uh, when he's not doing it. Said Damian Lillard. Excuse me. It's... uh, it's obvious when he's not bringing it because he does. So it's so obvious. It's such a big deal for our team. It was a great game. Great game. And then Whiteside said that was a challenge for my coach to lead the league in blocks, which he does with 73. I feel like I'm the best rim protector in the league. 
even last year through all the naysayers or whatever you look who protected the rim and field goal percentage it was still me at the end of the day so i feel like i'm the best rim protector and it's not even close so uh, hopefully Whiteside gets his act together because like lillard said when he gets rolling they're pretty damn good. Uh, the one-win teams this weekend, the Heat, 129-114 over the Knicks. They're 21-8 and now. They outshot the Knicks 56-44% to in this game. They led by 24 going into the fourth quarter. All the starters sat. Dragic had his first game back since December 1st. He had 18 points, a rebound, eight assists, and a block on six of 12, shooting with four triples. And he said, you need to get back and try to fit in again with the system. And I feel like I didn't miss any games. So... Uh, great game, great win for the Heat. My Rockets won 139-125 on the road here at the Suns, 20-9. and uh, They made 19 threes to only eight for Phoenix, 77 points between Harden and Westy, uh, 47 for Harden and 30 for Westy. And uh, D'Antoni said, Russell is go, go, go. When it's half court, maybe it's James's time. Suns pulled it within eight uh, with about nine and a half minutes left. But then the Rockets uh, went on a 21 to nine run to close it. And uh, Harden said, this city has shown me so much love before I even got to the NBA because he went to ASU. He said, so I feel like it's my job to go out there and put on a show. The Jazz also want to know this weekend, 114-107 on the road against the Hornets, bringing their record to 18-11. They trailed by eight at halftime. Then Quinn Snyder showed highlights of just missing the little things. And Donovan Mitchell said... It was about keeping it simple and making the simple read. And we ended up doing that in the second half. And uh, Snyder said, we have a un- uh, selfish team. We just have to be aware of what the defense is doing and where the rotations are and how to find people. I think we have that awareness. We are a team that's willing to move the ball. And that's what happened. The ball started moving and our guys got open looks. Uh, Snyder was ejected in this game for arguing a call. It was uh, two guys ran into each other and then a jazz guy grabbed the ball, but uh, I, I don't think there was a foul. And he said, I thought there was a foul, but those guys have a tough job, but our staff kept them together, and I thought our guys responded well. The Nets won their one game this week, 122-112 over Atlanta. They're 16-13 and 13 now. Uh, they held the Hawks to 36% field goal and 11-48, 22% from three. Hurter coughed up the ball, and Joe Harris made it 118-110 uh, with a little over a minute left on a layup. Uh, the biggest comeback win of the season for the Nets, uh, they were down by 18 in this game and came back and won. They started that with a 14-0 run to start the fourth. Uh, Dinwiddie had a huge game here, 39-6-6-1 as Irving misses again. I believe this is the 18th or 19th game in a row, but Dinwiddie has been picking up the slack. Huge for them. Uh, the Bulls win 119-107 at Detroit. They're 12-19. They out-rebounded the Pistons 46-29. And Chris Dunn says, we see it, and that's our goal. Get into the eighth place spot. We've got to go Monday against Orlando and do what we do. Uh, Zach Levine in this one had 33 points, five boards, five assists, a steal, five three-pointers, and he was 60% shooting. And uh, it's almost like setting up the table. You can't make food and then think you're just going to eat it out of the pot. You're going to have to put the plates down. This is Chris Dunn describing Levine. You've got to put the forks down. You've got to put the glasses down. That's what he's doing. He's not scoring, scoring, scoring. That's easy to guard. Uh, you're getting your team involved. You stay. You still stay aggressive. And when the fourth quarter comes, be you. So uh, very, very good game. For Zach Levine, the Cavs want to know, believe it or not, this weekend, 114-107 against the Grizzlies, uh, 8-21 now are the Cavs. They were down uh, as much as 12 early in the fourth quarter, but they took the lead on a Kevin Love three with just over a minute to play. 
And he said, we had a deficit, but we were able to fight back. We knew we had to get uh, this one on our home floor. And this was the game, I don't know if you guys saw this weekend, but John Morant had this huge uh, dunk attempt. And he basically, um, you know, put his junk right in Kevin Love's face trying to jump over. And Kevin Love said, man, this young man almost ruined my career with this. And uh, it was it was pretty cool of Kevin Love to say that. And um, and there was a, a point in the fourth quarter where I didn't think we'd be sitting up here with a W, uh, Beeline said. I love the way we fought back. And there were 25 lead changes and 16 ties in this game, but the Cavs come away with it. The Warriors, believe it or not, also... Uh, won a game there. 6-24, and 24, they won 106-102 against the Pelicans. The biggest statistical difference in this one was the free throw shooting. The Warriors were 23-24, uh, and the Pelicans were 15-23, 65%. The Warriors did blow a 20-point lead in this game, but uh, D'Angelo Russell hit a jumper with 32.9 seconds left to make it 106-102, and uh, Kerr said that's who he is. He's built in that way to close a game because he's not afraid to miss. You can't worry about missing. Delos never worried about that. Uh, with Steph Curry and Klay Thompson out, he's a guy we have to rely on, and that ended a five-game losing streak for the Warriors. Russell said that's our growth. I always say young teams find a way to lose at the end of games. Older teams don't do that. They're solid uh, the course of the game. That's where our growth was today. We made that free throw. We made that extra rebound, and we got that stop. Uh, The teams that split the weekend, the Clippers, 134-109 on the road against the Spurs, but they lost 112-118 against the Thunder in the game I told you about already, 22-10 now. This was Kawhi Leonard's first game in San Antonio since leaving uh, that he won. 26-7-9 and four steals on 11-16 shooting for him. And this was wire-to-wire domination. The the lead got as big as 33 points in the fourth quarter, and none of the starters played in the fourth as they beat the Spurs. The Thunder game, they were up six at half, but they couldn't close it out. This was uh, Paul George's return to OKC. Uh, Pat Beverly set out with a groin strain this one, but they went down to the Thunder. The Sixers also they lost to the Mavericks 98-117 and then they beat the Wizards 125-108. Uh they're 21 and 10 now. And uh, Brett Brown uh, about that Dallas game said the past three games, we've laid eggs. We've not played with a competitive drive that reflects this team. Dallas led by as much as 18 points, led by 11 going into the fourth. And Embiid said uh, about playing against the zone, we played scared. Well, their game against the Wizards, who also play a zone, they were much, much better. They outshot the Wizards 52 to 40%. They outrebounded them 53 to 38. Uh, and Simmons said, I think we did a lot better moving the ball. That's really the key. We can't hold on too long. I've been playing against it my whole life. It's not new. Everyone has to be on the same page as far as moving the ball. I give them a lot of credit for executing plays that would expose zone rotations, Brown said. Embiid 21, 13, and three with two blocks in that game. Simmons 14, eight, and 11 with four steals and Richardson had 21 points, two boards and three assists. The Pacers also won and won this weekend, 119 and 105 uh, over the, the Kings they won and 89 to 117. They lost that game to the Bucks. They're 20 and 10 now. And against the Kings, uh, Warren said, we just had to uh, have the same approach as we did against the Lakers. We've been following the game plan and execute while we're on the floor, just continue to play 
play hard, listen to the coaches, believe in ourselves. And McDermott said everyone is unselfish on this team, so we know we can get uh, going on any night. We had a balanced attack, and it's good to see. We're clicking right now, but we have a real tough test against Milwaukee. We can't be complacent. And uh, not that they were complacent, but they did lose to Milwaukee. And there was a nice moment in this game because Malcolm Brogdon uh, went back to Milwaukee, and they chanted, uh, thank you, uh, Malcolm. And he said, that was tough. That was one of the tough parts. These fans were amazing uh, to me for three years, and I uh, felt like I got to see my city grow. I got to see their love for the game grow. He had um, 18, point in, uh, 18 points in 16 points uh, in the third and fourth against the Bucks. It's just not going to win you a game. You cannot score 32 points in the second half and expect to win a game. 34 points for doing my math right. The Mavs also 101 this weekend, 117.98 at Philly, 107.110 in that choke job against the Raptors. They're 19 and 10. Uh, they outshot Philly 51 to 42 percent. And uh, Carlisle said, you never want to be without Luca, and we need him back as soon as possible. But as long as he's out, we have a plan and guys are executing well. We played together and extremely well. If you're going to win in this building, you're going to have to fight. And our guys did. Uh, Porzingis had a huge game, 22 points, a career high, 18 rebounds, a steal and three blocks, 10 and 19 shooting. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., 27-4 with a steal and an assist and seven threes. Porzingis said the chemistry is good in the locker room and on the floor. We got out and uh, do what we're supposed to do and play hard, no secret. We have a great bench, and that's our strength, just so many weapons. And then yeah, I told you about the game against Toronto. They blew the 30-point lead, and Carlisle, Carlisle said, when you get hit with that kind of force, you got to respond with equal or greater force, and we just didn't do it soon enough. And uh, Hardaway Jr. said they were just taking it to us before you knew it. They cut the lead to 10, and then they cut the lead to 5. Just a complete nightmare scenario if you're the Mavs. The Grizzlies, 107-114. They lost that game to Cleveland, but they beat the Kings 119-115. They're 11-19 now. Uh, they were up by 12 in the fourth quarter and lost to the Cavs. A disappointing loss given the lead, Coach T- uh, Taylor Jenkins said. Credit the Cavs for coming back in the fourth. Season-low eight points, but a season-high 11 assists for Ja Morant in that game. He just was not scoring very well. And then the game against the Kings, they held on to a 13 point lead in the fourth this time, you know, going up in that other game against the Grizzlies, 12 and lost. And um, hopefully we're learning, trying to f- uh, find out how to close games. That's a big part of the NBA being able to close games, Jay Crowder said. We withstood some runs and responded. The other two nights, other teams went on runs, and we sort of didn't answer the bell. Jaron Jackson had a big one here, 18-5-2 with three steals and four blocks. Uh, the one-loss team, the Lakers, like I said, LeBron sat the game with a thoracic injury. It was described to be significant. Uh, he had that injury against the Pacers. AD also got banged up in this game. It looked like he hyperextended his knee a little bit, but he stayed in. He had 32 points, 11 boards, an assist, and four blocks, and he hit a triple for the first time in a while. Uh, Kuzma came back after missing five games with an ankle injury. He was the only other player in double digits scoring 16 points, four boards, a steal, and two blocks. They're 24-5 and now with that loss to the Nuggets. Uh, the Magic lost the game against Portland. They're 12-17. and They're outshot 36-50%. Uh, Aaron Gordon, 4 of 17, and shooting just over 40% for the year. He's 44.7% 
for his career. Vucevic said, we all go through it at some point. He'll bounce out of it. We all know how good Aaron is and what he brings to the table for us. He keeps competing and keeps playing hard. So he's going to start making shots. The Spurs lost that game in embarrassing fashion to the Clippers. Uh, they did boo the crap out of Kawhi, so that was enjoyable to see. But they were outscored 74-40 to in the paint. They gave up 23 second chance points and only scored four. You're just not going to win games doing that. So the Spurs continue to be bipolar. The Pelicans lost 102-106 to the Warriors. And Gentry said, we didn't establish anything until the second quarter, so already we were behind the eight ball. From the second quarter on, we did a good job, but obviously D'Lo made some pretty big shots. That's what he's supposed to do. We have to find a way to win that game. They had just snapped a 13-game losing streak. Uh, He did talk about Zion a little bit, but it's nothing new that we haven't heard. I don't know that there is a one, two, three, four step towards uh, when he gets back out there. We are going to be overly cautious. I know that. He's making normal progress in a situation like this. It's just not going to be uh, anything that we're going to rush. So... No timetable and no dates or anything set for Zion, of course. The Hawks also lost their one game against the Nets. They blew an 18-point lead. They're 6-24 and now, 112-122 they lost. And um, uh, Lloyd Pierce said, frustrating. I thought our guys gave all that they had to put us in a position to win the game. The offense really let us down. Uh, the will, 39 points in the second half. We go two from 24 from three in the second half. I think you saw some glimpses of a young team lose their will, lose their confidence in a game where we had the pace and control of the game. And, you know, this is wasting some huge games from Trey Young. 47 points, eight boards, six assists, and a steal. Only three of 12 from downtown, though. Uh, the two lost teams, the Kings, 105-119 at the Pacers and 115-119 at the Grizzlies. They're 12-17 and 17 now. Uh, Rashawn Holmes said, I feel like they imposed their will on us and we didn't respond about the Pacers. Buddy Heald was 3-15 of 15 in that game and only scored 8 points. And the Lakers led by as much as 22. Uh, the game that they blew against Memphis, uh, Luke Walton said, we should have won that game. I was proud of the guys continuing to fight down, being in the fourth qu- being down in the fourth quarter. Uh, outscored Memphis 60-40 to 40 in the paint. Everyone is upset when you lose, Buddy Heald said. Uh, I don't know who was not upset. If you're not upset, you shouldn't be playing on this team. And that was with Fox in the starting lineup uh, after missing his games. This was his first game back in as a starter. Uh, Bogdanovich did miss this one with ankle soreness, so hopefully he'll be back soon. The Hornets lost both their games, 107-114 versus the Jazz, 93-119 at Boston. They're 13-20 now. They let their halftime lead slip away against the Jazz, took the lead with nine minutes left in the third and didn't look back. And uh, Rozier said, obviously, it's tough to be a team that lives and dies by the three when they're hitting. So you try to stay locked in for 48 minutes, but sometimes you can't do anything about it. All the credit goes to them for knocking down shots in that game against Boston, where Tatum scored 39. Marvin Williams said, you know, he's going to score at some point. You just hope he doesn't get 40 like he did tonight. He's good enough to get 40. It's just one of those nights for him. But they they really lost because of the rebounding. They were out rebounded 57 to 27. In that game, the Suns lost both their games. They lost to the Thunder, 108-126, and to my Rockets, 125-139. They're 11-18 now. Booker came back after missing three games to play in that game against the Thunder with the forearm injury. 18 points, four boards, three assists, a steal on 6 of 11. He said, I feel good. I'm excited to be back out there. Obviously not the outcome that I want. We're in a tough stretch right now. It's my job as... um, It's my job. It's our job as leaders on this team to dig ourselves out of this hole. 
and Booker said about losing the game against Harden and the Rockets. Uh, they're MVP players. They're going to make those shots. It's how you respond and just keep defending and playing the right way. Aiton was out with an ankle. Rubio was out with an illness. And uh, Monty Williams said, you can boo-hoo and whine about it, but it does no good. You look around the league, Minnesota's missing players, New Orleans missing players all year. It's happening to everyone. I don't know if anyone's dealt with it, what we've dealt with, but I like my team. I like the fight and the way they show up every day. Uh, the Pistons also lose both their games, 93-114 at Boston, 107-119 against the Bulls. They're 11-19 now. No Blake, Kennard, or Christian Wood against the Celtics. And our biggest nemesis was our turnovers. Uh, you're not going to beat a junior high team turning the ball over 25 times for 32 points, Coach uh, Dwayne Casey said. So that's the game right there. In the game against the Bulls, Griffin, Rose, and Wood all missed that game. I thought we competed in the first half, but we ran out of gas in the second. Uh, we were trying to get guys in and out and give them a blow, but it's a 48-minute game, said Coach Casey. Again, the T-Wolves lose both their games, 100-109 at Denver and 106-113 against Portland. They're 10-18, second game, second and third straight miss game um, for Cat in this these two. And against Denver, we played hard and competed. That was uh, that has been common throughout the streak, Ryan Saunders said. There just haven't been the results. The Nuggets hit 13 of their first 15 shots, and the Wolves never had the lead in that game. And uh, Whiteside, it's hard to finish over him, Ryan Saunders said. In that game, they lost to Portland. Uh, obviously, we're missing a big piece in Carl, and we just ask for daily growth. We just ask these guys to compete. We felt good coming out of the game last night. Uh, he said Towns was progressing, but didn't say anything else. Uh, he, uh, they pulled it within five with five minutes left, but they didn't get any closer than that. The Wizards lost both their games, 118-122 at Toronto, 108-125 at the Sixers. They're 8-20 now. Beal said, I feel like we should have won that game against Toronto. We had enough flow and juice to win down the stretch. We got away from ourselves. We weren't defending. They made some tough shots down the stretch, too. The Wizards up by 11 going into the fourth, and they still lost that game. So Toronto, too big uh, comeback wins this weekend. Uh, Mo Wagner, Rui Hachimura both didn't play in either one of these games. And uh, Scotty Brooks said about losing to Philly, that's a championship team. We're not uh, close to that right now. We want to get there. I wish they could have had some load management games tonight. And in this game, this was probably the biggest story of the weekend before the gigantic 30-point comeback. But Isaiah Thomas um, went into the crowd. There was a guy screaming at him. Uh, and giving him the middle finger and all that stuff. And uh, he ran up into the crowd. He didn't do anything. He just said, don't say that. Don't say that. And of course, you know, when confronted by uh, a person and realized that they can do something and respond to you, the guy immediately was groveling and apologizing to him. And it was all over. I guess if Isaiah Thomas would have missed two free throws, they would have all got a frosty or something. And he was like, I just wanted my frosty. So look, I, th I think there was a lot of stupid going on in this situation. Uh, the fan started the, the stupidness with, uh, you know, screaming obscenities and flipping him off and stuff. And how did security not boot him out of that? Uh, he has actually been suspended from the stadium for uh, a year. So he's not allowed to go to another Sixers game for a year. And then um, Isaiah Thomas going into the stands is just so dumb. I mean, you know, look, the malice in the palace was a long time ago, but it was a black eye on uh, the league. It did not reflect well on them. And he only got suspended for two games, which surprised me uh, because I think 
going into the stands is just taking it to a different level, regardless of what you do. If you're standing there, you know, uh, threatening a guy saying, don't do that and all that stuff. It's just not a good look for anybody. And I know Isaiah Thomas, one of the good guys in the NBA, I don't think he uh, was going to do anything. I just think he was tired of hearing it from this guy. He'd probably been doing it the whole game, but this is the thing that pushed him over the edge. So uh, he just um, he needs to keep his cool. But if if I was the commissioner here, I think I would have given him like a 10 game ban, you know, just to reiterate, we have a zero tolerance about players entering the stands. So just a, a weird, weird thing going on there. And hopefully Isaiah has learned his lesson. The Knicks were the last team on the, the list here. They lost both their games, 114-129 at Miami and 102-123 versus the Bucks. They're 7-23 now. And against Miami, Portis said they were getting everything they wanted. They were getting lobs at the rim, open threes. They uh, This wasn't our best game defensively, and they exposed us a little bit on the defensive end. But the best part about the NBA is we have a game tomorrow, and we can go there and try to correct it. They were down 24 going into the fourth, and were outshot 44 to 56%. And they didn't do any better against the Knicks. Uh, they missed nine of their first 10 shots, and they were losing by 14 at the end of the first. Um, and uh, Randall said they went six for six. Uh, from the three-point line to start the game, which was our game plan to make uh, their guys take shots that they did to start the game, and then they cooled off. We didn't make shots to start the game, which hurt us. And uh, he had a 20.8 rebound and two assist game. So, um, you know, that was your weekend here. We've got a bunch of fun games coming up, obviously the Christmas slate and all that stuff. But coming up today, we have a huge, huge uh, slate of games going on here. The Cavs are hosting the Hawks. They're favored by a point and a half. I think I would take the Cavs in that game. Detroit and Philly has no line because who knows who's going to play for Detroit, Blake or Drummond or whoever. Uh, the Pacers and the Raptors, no line. Probably seeing if Siakam because it was an indefinitely, so there's no real timetable there. Uh, the Knicks are three-point favorites against the Wizards. Ugh, I don't want to mess with that game. I think I would take the Wizards, though. The Magic are four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bulls. I would definitely take... Ooh, no, I think I would take the Bulls in that game. The Heat, four-and-a-half-point favorites hosting the Jazz. Give me the Jazz in that one. Uh, the Spurs, a one-point favorite against Memphis on the road. Give me Memphis. Uh, the Suns and Nuggets have no line. I'm not sure who's banged up in this game. Maybe it's Booker that they're waiting on, but I would take the Nuggets. The Blazers, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Pelicans. They're rolling right now. I'd definitely take them. My Rockets, five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the Kings. I would take the Rockets in that one. And the Warriors and the Timberwolves with no line uh, because we don't know if Cat's going to play, but I would definitely take the Wolves either way. That's going to wrap it up for me today. You will hear from the Welsh tomorrow. I hope you guys have a great holiday season and you're enjoying all the stuff. Hopefully you don't have to work, but if you do, Hopefully work goes smoothly for you, and uh, we will see you guys uh, tomorrow. Take it easy, everybody. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.